Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal. And I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, welcome back to another weekly Melting Pot episode. It's a series of conversations, as you already know, with some very talented people who are also change makers. My guest today is award-winning screenwriter, producer, and director, Rachel Knoll. Rachel's film, The Storyteller, is a much-talked-about film. She was also the recipient of the Silver Prize in the Page Screenwriting Awards 2015 and Best Feature Writer at LA Femme Festival in 2014. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me today. And I am in conversation with Rachel, who is in LA, and I am in Singapore. So thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So Rachel, like I do with all my guests, you know, I'd love to to hear your story. Where did it all begin? When did you, I, I understand that you have formal training from film school. So how, is it something that you always wanted to do growing up? Or is it a career path that you chose much later? Or how, how did it all begin? Sure, yeah. Um... Well, for me, it started out as an acting bug. When I was growing up, I loved acting. It was something that I I knew I wanted to move out to LA and pursue uh, when I got out of school. And so I originally moved out to LA and I went to college and I got a theater uh, theater degree from Occidental College, um, which was primarily focused on acting training. But I did get a lot of opportunity um, because it was a liberal arts college to kind of explore and try a a bunch of different things while I was in school. Um, Writing and sort of directing and producing are all things that I guess in looking back, I realized I always had a talent for, and there were things I kind of did in various ways on the side, but um, my focus was so narrow until I got out of college and I kind of started pursuing that, you know, acting career in LA and going on auditions and looking for an agent and getting headshots and kind of playing that whole game. And after doing that for a few years and kind of feeling what that actually was like and how much was 
out of my control and how much time I spent waiting for other people to give me opportunities and give me permission to do the work I love. I kind of started feeling, I don't know, I think frustrated that the way that I was used to working, you know, in most careers and definitely in school, there's kind of a formula where you, you kind of learn that, okay, if I work hard and I apply myself in these ways, I will succeed. And getting out to Hollywood, it became very apparent pretty quickly that that formula was not going to work. And it didn't matter how hard I worked or how much I wanted it. There was just so much that was out of my control. And so kind of when I started having that realization, I stumbled into an opportunity to co-write a script um, with a friend of mine. Um, and that ended up becoming my first feature film, Don't Pass Me By. Um, so I wrote it, I acted in it, and I produced it. And that film, I very much consider my film school, my formal film school, because you know, kind of being thrown into the deep end. And it felt like everything that could go wrong did. And I learned so much on my feet and had things thrown at me. I had never even knew were things, you know, that I had to suddenly be in charge of dealing with. And so coming out of that experience, it was like, okay, huh, maybe <laughs> I can create my own opportunities. And maybe I have, you know, the skill set to do these other things. And so that kind of shifted the path more towards filmmaking and sort of creative ownership of those projects along with acting, which is still something I love, but um, it's kind of taken a different form in my life now. So do you act in your own films or are you still doing, because what's really talked about when I researched you is your filmmaking and, and that's what you're getting a lot of recognition for. So are you still dabbling in acting, but is it for other projects or for your own projects? It kind of depends. I definitely, it's a project by project thing. So I do have a feature film that I'm in pre-production for right now um, that I will be directing and acting. And that'll be the first feature I've attempted that for. And I'm very excited and nervous about it. Um, beyond that, you know, it's been in other people's projects. I've been getting back into some theater in the last few years, which has been really fun because um, I kind of had taken a, a break from doing a theater. But it, it's kind of nice just to de- I guess just to kind of separate them and not say, you know, I have to do everything on every one of my projects, but instead just kind of go, okay, what do I want to do on this project? And like, what would best serve this role or this character? And then kind of decide, you know, is this one where I'm going to step into a role or not? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, I think that's a, a lot more, um, it sort of takes the pressure off you as well, because then you're, it's that creative process, right? Where you feel, okay, this film, I could fit in as a character to do, you know, a, a role as and also direct, or I can, so it gives you the flexibility, which is interesting, uh, because if you're just an actor, then like, like I heard you say right in the beginning of our conversation that you're always chasing, struggling, you know, and sometimes there can, can be a lot of frustrations and disappointment if you go in audition and you don't get a role. So at least you're in control here. And I think that's, that's quite, quite interesting. So is it hard to write a script? I mean, out of all the different segments of filmmaking, which is screenwriting, producing, directing, acting, which of those is the hardest? And also, which of those is the, the most rewarding for you? Oh, that's such an interesting question. You know, they're all hard in different ways. And I think that's kind of why I love 
doing, you know, for example, writing and then producing and directing a project, because when I'm writing, you know, the challenges are all kind of in my own mind or of my own making where, you know, if I'm struggling with finding the inspiration or finding the time to write or where the next scene's going to come from, that's its own kind of challenge. But it's also such a fun little playground because I'm just in my office, you know, playing with my imagination. And I love that. And then when you get on set, it's this whole other set of challenges. I think what I've come to realize for myself is that it's very hard to wear a creative hat and wear a logistical hat at the same time. So I'm discovering that if I am directing a project, it's hard for me to also be in a lead producing role because where my brain as a director wants to go into, okay, I want to really think about the world and what this should look like and, and talk to the actors and really build out this you know, this environment, the producer side of my brain is going, we're running out of time. We have to get everyone lunch. You know, are we on schedule? Are we under budget? And those two things, they conflict quite a lot. So I'm learning as I go that, you know, wearing all hats on all projects is not the best idea. And so it's kind of being selective about bringing on people. So I have, you know, some fantastic producing partners that I love working with who I'm, you know, getting comfortable relinquishing the production stuff to them so I can really focus on the creative side of things, which is what I really love to do. Okay, so it's more the creative side than the whole logistics of putting a film together. I did, uh, there was an interview that I saw on YouTube where, well, it's not really an interview, but you talk about your film, Storyteller, and how you mentioned that you were kind of, because you produced the film as well, right? And how you were trying to, exactly what you just said, that suddenly, oh my God, have my actors eaten? And and then, so you were behind the camera, you were handling the logistics, it was all pretty crazy. But I think you, from the sounds of it, you were really, <laughs> you, know, you, you really enjoyed that process. So yeah, that's quite, quite interesting I think it's there aren't that many people in the film industry who wherever it may be whichever part of the world it may be in who wear all the hats for one production and and I can understand how challenging that must feel for you so which out of all the films that your films the ones that you have written produced and directed are not necessarily produced but written and directed which out of all the films has a very special place in your heart is it don't pass me by or is it the storyteller yeah so well don't pass me by and the storyteller both I feel like I look back on those it's kind of a mixed thing and I think probably a lot of artists feel this way and a lot of people feel this way which is when you look back on work that you did several years ago it's hard to not just look at it and see the things I would do differently now or do better if I had, you know, the experience I have now. So I actually, I recently went back and I watched both of those films and I was trying to just really watch them and try to just appreciate, you know, the enormity of what every film project is. And I think Don't Pass Me By, I didn't direct that one, I produced it. And it, it taught me so much and I think it gave me a lot of confidence sort of in my own capabilities that I didn't have previously. So I really honor that film in terms of the place it had in my life of kind of pivoting me in this whole new direction. 
And I'm proud of, you know, for, I was 23 at the time. I'd never made a film before. So I'm proud of that film. And I, I feel like I came up against a, a lot of obstacles and different things that I, it's like I did my best and there were things I, I couldn't change and I couldn't control. And so it's like doing the work I could do with the resources I had available and kind of seeing it all the way through to the end. Because I think that's one thing that can happen a lot with like first films is that people become so engrossed with making it perfect or whatever that it just never gets out in the world and so I'm proud that we took that one all the way over the finish line even though it was incredibly challenging at times and you know got it out in the world and so I guess in that regard um, I would say that from like a just a life standpoint from a creative standpoint I'm actually I feel like I haven't made that film yet if that makes sense so I've made a couple of short films um, I've directed a couple of shorts one is a proof you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Of concept for a feature film that is in development right now. It's a period piece, and that one's really close to my heart. And so, shooting that teaser, it was just like a nine-minute short um, proof of concept. That one was really great because I felt like it was one of the first times I, I was really putting myself out with my creative voice and my creative vision for the piece that wasn't sort of in competition or in collaboration with someone else's, you know, another director I was working with or someone else who had the ultimate creative decision over that project. It was kind of, it was just mine. And so I'm excited to be moving forward with that project and also this other feature that I'm shooting this year, um, hopefully if COVID allows, um, just to really start stepping into that director role more fully where I'm writing and then I'm, I'm taking the project all the way over the finish line with sort of how I would put it out there, you know? Yeah. So you've obviously, you're right that the, um, I mean, when you start out, obviously there's a lot of learning and uh, you, you, you now feel confident that all the years of experience that you have behind you is now has taught you. So, so you are a lot more confident when you get into and dive into a project. I guess that's the, the process, right? Anything you start with, you're always, there's always things that you feel in hindsight you could have done differently, but it's all a learning and experience. And then you finally get to a point where you say, okay, now I can, and, and I, I'm confident enough to, to be able to do it. So yeah, good luck um, with, with your next project. I'm sure it's going to turn out amazing. Thank you. 
<laughs> Do you miss being a full-time actor or not at all? You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payal, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I was expecting that response, but I still said, okay, I'm going to throw it at you. <laughs> like I love acting I love the process of you know when I've been cast in a role or when I've written a role just getting into that character and connecting with other people there's nothing like it in the world but I think when I said that so quickly what I don't miss and I think what is something I realized that full-time actors just kind of have to embrace is that life of driving all over the city and driving to auditions and getting a call back and never hearing again or not even getting the call back and spending most of your days, you know, going out for small parts or it's like so rare to go out for a part that you really are excited about. And I think that's the piece that wore me down. The actual, you know, playing a great part, there's nothing in the world like that. And I would do that every day. But um, I think it's the it's I, getting to it and and the, the process and the waiting around and I guess all of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get exactly. that. Yeah, and if you have uh, the talent and if you have the vision and you're excited about directing and writing, then I think it's, it's yeah, at least you've got, you can wear those multiple hats and you can, you're not sitting around because you know that, okay, I've written the script what the hell, I'm going to go direct it. And I think that's, yeah, that's quite, that opens up a lot of different avenues, which is, which is so interesting. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't have the ability to do that. So they just get stuck in that mold. And, and then that's it. They don't know how to do anything else. So they're just chasing the dream of becoming an actor. So yeah, no, I think it's it's interesting how you've um, developed your story, and yeah, um, that should be that should I think it'll be a fun journey for you moving forward. Yeah, I do too, and I mean, I think at the end of the day, this you know, making movies is all about it's like it's all about the story. It's about telling stories, and there's a bunch of different ways you can tell that story. You know, through the camera, through the writing, through the performance. And, you know, so much of it is about that human connection and that connection to life and to story. And I think that's what I really realized I loved. Um, and it helped me kind of separate from the form that it takes on every project and more about, you know, just in the moment with whatever I'm engaging with, just finding that pleasure and finding that joy in the expression of that story. And in that regard, it doesn't so much matter, you know, if I'm in front of the camera or behind the camera, it's like, how do I, how do we bring the story to life? Um, and just letting it be playtime, like when we're kids, because it's not really what it's all about. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. So what kind of advice would you give to young as aspiring filmmakers? What do you think uh, they should be looking out for? Or, given your experience, uh, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I would say when you're starting out, just make as much as you can. And don't worry so much about chasing agents or chasing opportunities. Just, you know, it's so easy these days because the iPhone alone has such an incredible camera in it. And it's, it's so much cheaper now to get, you know, decent equipment. And so 
I'd say just, you know, find a group of people that you like working with and just start making stuff. It could be short films, it could be a feature film, but just make stuff and find what you really love about it. And then focus on, you know, that piece, like the, the love of it. Because if you have that love, I feel like that's what sustains you through all the other stuff that comes from just the game of trying to make a living at it and all the other stuff. So, you know, make the art, don't wait for permission. And then the other piece is just be patient because, you know, I'm now, I think moving towards 12 years since I, you know, first went out to LA with this dream and, and it just takes time to kind of get your bearings and, and meet people and just understand the lay of the land. And it's just like, just don't be in a rush, take your time, know that you have plenty of time and that it's a long game. And so you have plenty of time to learn and to make mistakes and there's no age limit, you know? You can take as much time as you need and you can start at any point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, and if you want to be in it for the long haul, then I guess that is the process that you have to go through. And you're right with technology today. And if you're creative, there's so, so much opportunity for you to, you don't really need to have a whole system in place. You can just go out there and let it flow and then see where that takes you. So just keep building on what you have um, as a portfolio without having to chase agents and things like that to start off with, right? I, I mean, that's my understanding of what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my experience with agents and managers is, you know, when you get out of school, everyone feels like I have to find a manager right away so I can start getting opportunities. But really agents and managers, they really only have a job to do once you have something for them to sell. So when you're new, it's hard because occasionally, you know, you'll hit goals and something will just happen. But as a general rule, until you have some experience, you have something on your resume and they can sort of sell something to potential buyers, basically, it's almost better to just spend that time doing the work. And then the yeah. agent, and the manager will find you when you yeah. have something that they want, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's such a competitive industry that you know that but somehow I feel that there is if you're patient then there is a place for everyone you don't have to be an a-star you can there's so much if it's your creativity your talent your that your uh, abilities that you want to put into there's a lot of opportunity but I think a lot of people have this this um, vision of wanting to be a someone or the other, you know, who's like probably made it and who, who's a top star, whether it's acting or directing or whatever. But I think there's, there's space for everyone in this industry. And it's, it, you just have to work with your talent and see where you fit in rather than trying to chase this this big, I mean, it's good to chase a big dream, but be realistic is, is what I think. In, and I'm not even in the industry, but looking at <laughs> from afar, I feel that that's what it should be. Just be realistic and then there'll be a place for you. Am I, am I right or am I just? Oh, yeah. You know, just. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think, it's, you know, what you said is, is exactly right, which is, I mean, I really believe that if you have a story to tell, and you have the courage to tell it, and you put it out in the world, the people who it's meant for will find it, you know, and that may be a million people, it may just be five people. But, you know, I've had some experiences where I 
I put something out or, you know, my, my film went on Amazon or whatever. And I was feeling like, oh, you know, I don't know, not that many people watched it or whatever the thing is. But then I'd get some comment from one person who it just, it changed them. You know, they really got it and it really meant something to them. And I think that's amazing that, that there's an audience for everything. And I think more than ever, because the industry is expanding outside of those major, you know, New York, LA hubs now where there are people all over the country, all over the world making films. And I think that there really is so much more opportunity now to make movies outside of the traditional studio system where it really is just kind of the wild west. It's like everybody's trying different things and there's all these new streaming platforms and ways to get it out in front of people without having to go through those traditional distribution channels. So yeah, more than ever, it's a time for just trying and telling your story and, and putting it out and seeing what happens. Yeah, that's true. It, uh, <laughs> you need to have the, the courage to be able to do that, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, makes a lot of sense. And hopefully my listeners out there who are aspiring actors or filmmakers pick up from what you've said. So, yeah. I mean, I've really enjoyed this conversation, Rachel. Thank you so much for being a part of Melting Pot. And I hope, and and not just hope, but I'm pretty certain that your new project is going to be absolutely amazing. And do, do let us know when things, you know, when it's out and when you're able to talk about it. I'd love to hear more. Absolutely. I definitely will. And thank you so much for having me today. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Rachel. I am so looking forward to her next project and I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful film. For more weekly chats, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. Until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 